I am Melinda, the host of Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. I am an attorney who put fear aside and dove headfirst into doing the work to become sober. Have you also let fear hold you back from becoming sober? Have you been worried that becoming sober will affect your career or just your everyday life? Or are you already sober and just want to listen to another professional sober woman navigate through sobriety and share stories and advice learned along the way? If so, this is the podcast for you. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite mocktail and let's get to work. Welcome to another episode of Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. Today, I want to talk about perfectionism. Prior to me quitting drinking, I really struggled with the need to feel like I was perfect, which seems kind of unrealistic since I was drinking all the time and had a drinking problem that I wasn't addressing. But I felt that the more that I appeared outside to have a perfect work ethic or perfect life, the more that I internally believed it and used that to justify my drinking. I felt that if I showed up to work every day and put my best self forward in the sense of giving all of myself to my cases, giving all of myself to my courtroom appearances, giving all of myself to trials, then clearly if I could be perceived as being perfect or great at my job, then I did not have an issue with my drinking. The more that my issue with my with drinking alcohol got worse, the more my need to feel to myself perfect became greater and more consuming. I would find myself regularly battling with the need to look or come across as if I had all of it together. I wanted to look like I had a well-balanced life. I wanted to be perceived as somebody who had a strong presence in the courtroom, who was tough but fair at her job, but also somebody that could equally balance and be good at maintaining a home, um, you know, cooking dinners at home for making sure that my family was happy, making sure that all of my ducks looked or were perceived that they were in a row, even though on the inside I was falling apart and struggling with my incessant need to drink every single day after work. It was really difficult because I would constantly find myself, especially at, you know, 3 a.m., the bewitching hour. And I call that the bewitching hour because that's when my mind did the most looping of regrets and what ifs. I would find myself trying to internally argue with myself and say, Melinda, you don't have a problem drinking. Like, look at all that you accomplished. Look how many, you know, indictments you're getting. Look at all the guilty pleas that you're getting because you're showing up every single day and doing the best. You're helping all these children. You're helping all the victims in these cases and you're doing a great job. So therefore, you don't have a drinking problem because if you did have a drinking problem, you wouldn't be able to maintain such a good work ethic, but also maintain a a home where I was, you know, doing all the laundry, where I was making sure that the house was clean. I thought that the more that my actions mirrored someone that had it all together and was perfect, then I didn't need to address my drinking. I didn't need to reduce it. I didn't need to quit. I mean, maybe, maybe I would need to moderate and set, you know, the rules for myself that I had discussed in a prior episode, but never just outright quit. And I think when I got to the point where I knew that drinking was no longer an option for me, that something had to give that, you know, while I maintained 
in my mind, a, you know, this need and this striving to be perfect, I could not be further from living an ideal life. I started to recognize that if I continued to drink, I was diminishing my potential. That if I continued to drink, there would be a point where my life was not maintainable, where my career, quite frankly, would be maintainable and my home life would be non-existent in the way that I had it. I began to realize that while I can tell myself all day long in my head, if you do A, B, and C and you know, you seem like everything's perfect or you're, you know, checking off all the boxes on your to-do list. I knew I was unwell. I knew that I could not live in this constant cycle of shame. I could not live in this constant cycle of regrets and the constant cycle of self-medicating. And I knew that at the end of the day, it didn't matter what anyone else thought. It didn't matter because while some might say, oh, it didn't seem as if you had an issue, I knew I did. And I could be as quote unquote perfect as I want to be, but I just, I wasn't. And that was really hard for me because what I used to justify and as an excuse to continue my drinking was clearly not accurate. And even to this day, you know, I have struggled with this desire of striving for perfection. In sobriety, I've really done a deep dive of this through therapy. I have really recognized that, you know, I do find myself falling back into old tendencies of, oh, at the end of the day, did I cross off everything on my to-do list? Were all my I's dotted? Were all my T's crossed? Was I, did I show up my, you know, perfect today? That there's no such thing as perfect. Perfect is like balance, not real that I'm never going to be perfect. And what I need to be is internally well for myself. And in therapy, I realized that, you know, the perfectionism didn't just start with my drinking. It started long before that I always felt this need to, the more that I was upset inside or had issues, like when I was going through my divorce, I felt the need to feel like I was perfect at work and in other areas of my life because I would always seem to rationalize this feeling of internal turmoil and the feeling of falling apart with this striving of perfection. And we have to say that one of the best things that I got out of becoming sober with with, um, therapy was learning about perfectionism and how it really was doing the opposite of helping me, it was hurting me. And even today, I do have to catch myself and I find myself reverting back to this feeling that I need to be perfect. And it's hard. It definitely is hard for me because this isn't a habit that I developed overnight. It's a habit that progressed for years. It's a habit that I even had tendencies of this in high school, the need to feel like I have great grades and I was well, you know, balanced and that I had just, I was, I could do anything and that I did it well. I think that's something that I know that's something that progressed over the years. So now it's interesting because, you know, when I first stopped drinking and I went to therapy, you discover, and I discovered that I had issues and traumas that I never really thought were issues for me. And perfectionism has definitely been one. So even today, I do struggle with that. I find myself reverting back if I'm feeling emotionally overwhelmed or if I'm feeling not myself that I'm just like, oh, everything's great. Everything's great. I did all the things I needed to do today. I have to catch myself and just say, 
your to-do list and your feeling of excelling is not indicative of how well, like if you're doing well. And I've learned that being able to process it, and I will say this in multiple episodes, I find that therapy and journaling have really been helpful for me because when I journal, I'm able to kind of take it outside of me and write down in free form what's bothering me. How do I feel? What is triggering this feeling, this need to strive for perfection? And it really helps me to check myself. And it also helps me see how past habits and or past patterns that I had are no longer serving me. So I feel that, you know, in talking to other sober women, that perfectionism, I feel, is a problem for women in general, especially women that struggle with alcohol. And I think, too... I don't say this lightly that in certain careers, especially I can, and I can only speak from the career of being an attorney, that, you know, there's this need to portray yourself in a certain way to the outside, you know, your colleagues that you have everything together. Because if you as a woman are perceived to have an addiction issue, or if you as a woman are perceived to have a problem, it automatically gets muddied with your work. So, and I've learned this is that, you know, well, I, I'm not going to undermine the fact that I, I was a great prosecutor and I know that, but just because I was good at my job doesn't mean that I didn't have an addiction to alcohol that was, I would say slowly, but escalating to the point where I could never have sustained it. So I'm hoping that somebody hears this episode and realizes that, you know, I don't need to be perfect. It's not about perfection. It's about being your best, being well. What is? What do you define as your best self? Well, what do I define it as not drinking? I define it as waking up and knowing that not every day is going to be the same. There's going to be days where I am super productive. There's going to be days that I am productive in a different way where my being productive that day is me taking a rest day, me sitting by Trish on the sofa and reading a book and just separate, like relaxing and really just giving myself grace that rather than have the debilitating need to be perfect all the time, I need to give myself grace because every day is different. And as long as I maintain my sobriety, I know that I am in a better position. So hopefully somebody can hear this and realize that perfectionism is not the end game. And it's just doing everything you can for yourself that day and in the moment that will make you feel your best. Thank you so much for listening to Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. Did you like the conversation and what you heard and want to hear more? Well, make sure to subscribe and follow Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. But also, if you have any ideas of future episodes, please email podcastwomenswork at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you.